Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms and have a full-blown discussion with me, your favorite athlete, sports analysis, whatever the case might be. It's a lot of fun. It's free on all iOS platforms. So let's talk about the most recent trade for the New Jersey Devils that involves Ryan Graves. Ryan Graves is coming to the New Jersey Devils. The young left-handed defenseman was traded uh, just a couple days ago. In exchange, we had to give up Mikel Maltsev and our second pick in this year's NHL Draft. Quite honestly, guys, am I excited for the trade? Am I disappointed about the trade? Overall, what does the future hold for Ryan Graves and the New Jersey Devils? And how does this affect the expansion draft and also free agency as it quickly approaches? And who is Ryan Graves as a player? So we have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 2.38 p.m. Eastern Time, July 16, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, we can officially stop talking about silly season because now we have something to actually talk about. The New Jersey Devils have made their first trade of this new NHL year. So if you hadn't checked out the last episode, basically Jessica of Locked On Flames and I broke the internet with our trade discussion involving uh, Matthew Kachuk and basically what she wanted in that package. So, you know, like I told you guys, silly season is not meant to be taken seriously, but at the same time, they're a lot of fun to do. So, you know, uh, thanks again to Jessica for appearing on the show and basically playing the role of the general manager for the Flames and basically saying what she wants for Matthew Kachuk in terms of just the situation for Calgary and what they overall need. So anyway, let's talk about some actual silly season. Let's talk about uh, the first move that the New Jersey Devils have made. So it's official. The New Jersey Devils are looking to just get the ball rolling in the right direction in terms of just trying to structure their roster for next season. Maybe they're prepping for, um, you know, a big name free agent or a trade, whatever the case might be. But, you know, this is a great starter move. So uh, what do I mean by that? Well, let's first talk about the trade and my initial reactions to it. So they have officially traded their second round pick in this year's NHL draft and Mikhail Maltsev to the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for Ryan Graves. Now, when looking at this trade on paper, I think both respective teams did a phenomenal job in terms of just trying to satisfy one another. So what I mean by that is like, look at the Colorado Avalanche. I told you guys with the expansion draft fast approaching, you're going to see a lot of big trades because this is basically, you know, a sort of your starter trade in terms of how do you want your roster to be built. So, you know, going back to that Duncan Keith trade between the uh, Edmonton Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks, you know, uh, obviously Duncan Keith has one foot out the door already. He said he wanted to move out west to be closer to his family. But at the same time, the Chicago Blackhawks, they see how this can work for them because they're trying to get Seth Jones onto the roster. So, you know, moving Duncan Keith can really, uh, you know, pave the way for that. So, for the New Jersey Devils, obviously, we have to worry about P.K. Subban and whether or not we can expose him in the draft. But after this Ryan Graves ordeal, we now can expose him in the draft. So, like I told you guys, uh, P.K. Subban will be protected in the draft unless deals were in line for the New Jersey Devils. Now that they have made this deal, they can now leave P.K. Subban unprotected 
in this year's expansion draft without the worry of possibly being $25 million away from the cap floor. Because like I've been telling you guys, and you probably have heard me say this before, but, you know, the Devils have money to burn. They have to, like, you know, because of that cap floor. So, you know, the fact that they were able to, you know, get these uh, deals in line for right now really goes to show that they're listening and that they're well aware that, you know, could possibly P.K. Subban be uh, left unprotected and be picked up by a Seattle Kraken. Like I told you guys, very possible, but, you know, you got to be smart about that. So uh, looking back on it from the Avalanche and the Devils' perspective, I think this was a good trade for both respective teams. However, I still feel as though we won because, you know, we got the better name player. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, the Colorado Avalanche, they didn't really have uh, many options. It was either, you know, trade Ryan Graves and see what you could get or let him walk in the expansion draft for essentially nothing. So like I told you guys, when we're on the discussion of the expansion draft, there's really two options when it comes to protecting your respective players on your roster. You can either uh, protect seven forwards, three defensemen, and a goaltender, or you can elect to uh, protect eight skaters and then a goaltender. But, you know, I think a lot of teams, just for the sake of structure, just for the sake of protecting more potential players, I think a lot of people will elect to go for the first option in terms of seven fours, three defensemen, and a goaltender. And quite honestly, if I was GM, that's what I would do. So when we're looking at the roster for the Colorado Avalanche, so, you know, what three defensemen are they going to use uh, their overall protection on? They're going to use it on Devon Taves. They're going to use it on Sam Gerrard and K maker and obviously you know Ryan Graves uh, he is a you know he's a pretty decent player with a lot of upside but at the same time I, I wouldn't protect him in the draft if that was my only option so obviously you know you're, you're gonna see this a lot within the next few days which is you know players that uh, aren't really worth the protection but at the same time they're not really worth uh, giving up for essentially nothing either so Ryan Graves was one of those players so obviously the Colorado Avalanche they were just like look we'll, we'll put out a feeler for him we'll see um, you know what teams potentially want him and you know the New Jersey Devils offered uh, their second round draft pick and Mikhail Maltsev. So, you know, at the end of the day, is Mikhail Maltsev really going to be the answer for the Colorado Avalanche? Absolutely not. He's a bottom six player. And overall, I, I know a lot of people seem to be very fond of him, but at the end of the day, he appeared in 33 games, had six goals, three assists for a grand total of nine points. So he wasn't really worth keeping around all that much. And, and you know, I get it. it was his first year and, you know, he showed some glimpses of excitement. Remember that uh, nice goal he had on the Rangers, I believe a couple years ago, during an exhibition matchup in which he got down to a knee and was still able to get the goal into the twine. You know, that was exciting to see, but at the end of the day, he's a bottom six player, and I'm sure the Devils are just looking to see, uh, you know, what potential moves they can make in order to just help uh, shapeshift their roster for next season. So it seems like Tom Fitzgerald is big on just trying to take this team to the next level because he did say in his exit meeting interview that he wants to take this team to the playoffs, but obviously it's going to, you know, take a village in order to do so that and because, you know, we're in a tough conference. So, you know, Ryan Graves, I believe he's like sort of that diamond in the rough that we've been talking about, just like, you know, a player that can fall under most people's radars, but at the same time, if you have him on your team, you know how valuable he is. And I personally believe that Graves will be one of our top four defensemen on our roster. So I expect him to be on the top line to begin the season. If he doesn't do too well, then I say at the very least he'll be on the second line. I don't think he'll ever 
ever be on the third line and I don't ever think he'll ever be like a healthy scratch so you know sort of like the um, Ryan Murray or the Will Butcher scenario where it's just like now we got to plug him in just to plug him in but overall it's just like I think Graves has a lot of upside he has a lot of potential he has a big body frame and there's one area that he's particularly good at that the Devils need help in but obviously I'll talk more about that in a second so for the overall trade for the Avalanche and the Devils I still feel as though the Devils won because you know we got Ryan Graves a pretty decent player but at the same time the Colorado Avalanche you know they didn't do too bad either because it's like if I'm the GM I'm just like look I don't want to give up Ryan Graves for nothing I don't want him to just walk away and I get nothing in return even if the package isn't that big you know I I still want something so am I a big fan of trading that second round pick not particularly but at the same time you know Ryan Graves I, I I'm okay with that Mikhail Maltsev I quite honestly you know if he was putting up that kind of production for the next few seasons I wouldn't mind if we waived him quite honestly but I get I, he, he was a rookie this past season so you know you kind of have to be patient but at the end of the day it's just like you know uh, you know, we both got diamonds in the rough, but I think our diamond in the rough has a better chance of becoming more successful in this league, if that makes any sense. So when looking at paper, I think both respective teams did a pretty decent job in terms of just satisfying one another. So you got the Colorado Avalanche who just wanted something in return. They just didn't want to give up Ryan Grace for essentially nothing. And then you got the Devils. They're trying to improve their defense. They're trying to go to the next level. And obviously, you know, we're trying to figure out a situation where we can leave P.K. Subban on protected and not have to worry about our cap floor situation so you know when we're looking at it from that perspective I think both teams did a good job in that regard so you know there's something to write home about so before we continue our discussion about Ryan Graves and what he could potentially uh, bring to the table it's time for the first and only live read this morning and it comes from my friends at Built Bar so if you're ever low on energy take a Built Bar because they are excellent so did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors there is something for everyone when you talk to a Built Bar fan they're definitely passionate about their faves if you don't know the built bar flavors well you're missing out they have coconut cherry barcia raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel strawberry orange cookies and cream german chocolate you know what my favorite flavor is i love anything coconut because it's summertime it's the dog days of summer and you know what i love tropical adventures so not only are built bars the best tasting protein bars ever but they're super healthy as well so check out all these stats 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs amazing flavors all tasty all healthy so order today and get that raspberry or coconut or whatever you like so built bar is the official protein bar of the u.s uh track and field team so isn't that really cool so the offer is go to builtbar.com and use the promo code lock 15 and you'll get 50 percent off your next order again use the promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com So I'll be honest with you guys, when I'm looking at Twitter and I'm looking at, you know, for reactions involving the trade for uh, Ryan Graves in exchange for Maltsev, um, I'm seeing a lot of people just divided about this trade. Like they're saying that Ryan Graves is overhyped or I'm hearing other people say this trade is undervalued or why would we give up Maltsev? You know, this was just his rookie year. He has a lot of potential and upside. You know, Ryan Graves has a lot of potential upside. This, that, yeah, yeah, yada, yada, yada. Look, I get it. But, you know, let's not be so cynical about this. I'll be conservative. 
okay, if no one else is going to be conservative, I'll be conservative about this. So Ryan Graves, he is a good player with a lot of upside. And obviously, you know, we're hoping that it could translate to the New Jersey Devils system. Now, the thing is, is that, you know, sometimes with Maltsev, like I told you guys, he, he sometimes gets lost out there. And obviously, he's not really a heavy rotation piece like he appeared in 33 out of a potential 56 games. So I get it. He played in more than half the games. But at the same time, you know, think about it from this perspective. Like if Maltsev wasn't going to hypothetically play in a game, did you ever think to yourself saying, oh, no, we're screwed. This will have a great impact on the game, whatever the case might be. No, no one in their right mind would think like that. Look, Maltsev is young. He has a lot of upside. But at the same time, I'm more focused on just trying to improve our defense and overall improve our future. And for Ryan Graves, I feel like he does that. Now, here's the thing. Like I said, I'll be conservative. I'll be fair on both sides of the table. So obviously for Ryan Graves, you know, I'm not going to say like, oh my God, we got a steal. Oh my God, this is one of the biggest trades that we've ever made. I will not go on that bandwagon. But at the same time, this is a very good deal for us because Ryan Graves, he's still has this year and next year so he's still signed under contract for two seasons and obviously you know if this season doesn't work out we still got another season so that's one of the things I talked about you know when we're trading for people is make sure that they have a couple years left on their contract so that way you know if one year doesn't work out they don't like leave in free agency and overall we're left with nothing so like Ryan Murray I don't anticipate him coming back to the New Jersey Devils not that he would have many options but it just seems like both uh, parties don't want each other back so it seems like uh, Ryan Murray doesn't want to go back to the New Jersey Devils and it doesn't seem like the New Jersey Devils want him back and like I said it's not like Ryan Murray has many options on the table could be wrong but like I told you guys you know when we traded for Ryan Murray I said the risk is he only has one year left on his contract and if this doesn't work out he could walk away for essentially nothing that's always my fear when trading for people so obviously like I said Ryan uh, Graves he still has this year and next year and you know when we're looking at his stats so like when we're looking at his five on five it's nothing impressive but at the same time it's nothing like uh, to be concerned about so obviously when we're looking at from like just the naked eye, I get like, you know, his five on five production, you know, it, it's good. It, there, it, there's nothing spectacular, nothing bad about it. But at the same time, you know, I, I think the key for Ryan Graves is can he translate it to the New Jersey Devils? Because uh, obviously his penalty kill uh, numbers were good. And obviously he was heavily relied on for a good amount of minutes. But at the same time, you know, he was blessed with a very good penalty killing unit over in Colorado. And obviously when we're looking at his five on five, uh, there's a lot of other Colorado Avalanche players that have good five-on-five -five statistics. So, you know, when we're looking at it from that perspective, this is going to be a true test to Ryan Graves. Can he translate that success from the Colorado Avalanche to the New Jersey Devils? Because this is going to be a completely different animal for him because, you know, he's 26 years of age. And obviously, uh, you know, when we're looking at his age perspective, he's going to be one of the oldest uh, people on this roster, surprisingly. So it's just like he's going to be thrusted into sort of like a, I guess, a little bit of a leadership position. Just a a little bit not much but you know at the same time it's just like he's the older one and obviously you know uh, I, I think that he could at the very least be a decent voice in the locker room maybe not be the biggest presence obviously he's not going to be a captain or anything but I'll just say like you know he can at least impose uh, his presence at times and speaking of imposing his presence you know let's talk about his body frame for a second so obviously he is officially listed at six foot five 220 pounds so he shoots left so he could beef up literally and figuratively the left side of the defense so so it seems as though the New Jersey Devils were trying to go bigger on the defensive side of things because let's be honest, guys, our defense last year was really, really soft. 
So, you know, getting someone like Ryan Graves who has that big body, that big presence and can still develop because like I told you guys, he's 26 years of age. Uh, he'll turn uh, 27, not until May. So he's already had his birthday. So, you know, the, I, I'm excited to see what he could potentially do in about a year because it seems like he uh, and Lindy Ruff will get along uh, just beautifully because it seems like uh, the Devils, they're looking for big defensemen, uh, sort of guys that'll fall under the radar and guys that can overall just make an impact very quickly and you know people are starting to see what they could potentially do so you know when we're looking at Ryan Graves like like I said six foot five 220 pounds and then we're looking at someone like Damon Severson six foot two 205 pounds Jonas Siegenthaler six foot three 211 pounds and then obviously you know you got PK Subban who stood six foot and weighs 210 pounds and then uh, you know uh, if we're looking at some of our young guys you know let's let's look at Josh Jacobs for example he's stands six foot two weighs 200 pounds so it seems like the New Jersey Devils are just trying to go for bigger defensemen because you know someone like Carrick he was five foot 11 192 pounds Will Butcher five foot 10 190 pounds so like if we're looking at someone like say Luke Hughes for the NHL draft I said it in my Luke Hughes uh, draft analysis. I said Luke Hughes needs to gain some weight if he wants to fit into the New Jersey Devil system because he stands six foot two, so he has the average height, but he only weighs 176 pounds. It seems like you know if the New Jersey Devils do draft Luke Hughes, I think the first thing they're going to tell him is you need to gain weight. You need to gain at least 30 pounds, like half of it being fat half of it in muscle because like I said it seems like the New Jersey Devils are just trying to go big on the defensive side of things and I think someone like Ryan Graves could be a big poser in that regard so when we're looking at Ryan Graves this past season he appeared in 54 games had two goals 13 assists for a grand total of 15 points his plus minus was uh, 15 so you know when we're looking at it from that perspective I think that there's room to improve but at the same time you know I don't want to just just you know jump on the gun like I said that was his third season in the NHL his his official rookie season, I believe, was 2019-2020 when he appeared in 69 games because 2018-2019, he appeared in 26 games. So uh, when we're looking at last year, 2019-2020, he appeared in 69 games, had nine goals, uh, 17 assists for a grand total of 26 points. And then when we're looking at what he was able to do in the playoffs this year for the Colorado Avalanche, he appeared in 10 games, had one goal, five assists for a grand total of six points. So that's actually a very good measure to look at. So, you know, when we're looking at Graves, it's just like, I think he has a lot of upside. He has a lot of potential. He was an AHL all-star back in 2016. I'm sure a lot of you guys are like, he was an AHL all-star. Like, what's the big deal? Who cares? Well, remember, Yanni Kwokanen was an AHL all-star, and it seems like people forgot about that. And look, Yanni Kwokanen, he was one of our best offensive players. It seems like he meshed uh, well with uh, Jack Hughes and Sharon Govich. So, you know, when we're looking at it from that perspective, it's just like, you know, don't underestimate someone who was an AHL all-star because it shows you that they do have potential. So while it might not be like his biggest accolade that he could potentially accomplish, it's still a starter accolade. So, you know, like I said, said like you know let's just not jump the gun like I said I'm being conservative about this and I'm just you know open to either door like I'm open for this to be you know a disaster but I'm also open for the fact that this could actually work well for the New Jersey Devils this could be another diamond in the rough but like I told you guys I think we're going to be in a very uh, decent situation for Graves. 
So a lot of people don't know this about Graves, but he's actually a very good shot suppressor. So let's compare him to one of his teammates already, shall we? So Jonas Siegenthaler, one of the things that made him underrated was that he was actually a very good shot suppressor, and that's what made him so successful in the New Jersey Devils organization, and that's why Lindy Ruff seems to like him. Now, his only question mark is his offense, but, you know, uh, when we're looking at Ryan Graves, so Ryan Graves over the last three seasons has been one of the Avalanche's better shot suppressors, according to Alex of the Hockey Riders. He's averaging 53 shot attempts against per 60 minutes and 2.08 expected goals against per 60 minutes at five on five his Corsi percentage was 53.4 percent while his expected goals uh, percentage was 52.1 percent so the avalanche control played uh, with him on the ice so you know when we're looking at it from that perspective it's just like is his um, overall offense a question mark? Yes, but at the same time, I don't think he'll be a liability on the offensive end. He does shoot the puck quite frequently, so that's something to take note of. So obviously, you know, uh, I'm sure his offense will come to fruition, but it seems like uh, he, the offense doesn't slow down when he's on the rink if you're watching a Colorado Avalanche game. So, you know, there's something right there. But obviously, uh, the defensive side of things is his bread and butter. So was he one of the top defensemen for the Colorado Avalanche? Well, he wasn't their number one. He wasn't their number two option but at the same time he did do well against elite competition and had decent results so so it seems like the less you ask out of him against elite competition it seems like the better he does so he played 33.5 percent of his minutes against elite competition during the 2019-2020 season and as a result his Corsi percentage was 47.4 percent now it was decreased significantly this year to 17.8 percent and as a result his Corsi percentage was 60.3 percent so, like I said, the less you ask out of him, the more production you seem to get out of him against elite competition. But obviously, since he's going to be one of the top defensemen for the New Jersey Devils, he's going to have to get out of that mindset. Because if you're going to be one of our top guys on the defensive side of things, we need to entrust you with elite competition. So, he should uh, prepare for what he did during the 2019 and 2020 season, which once again was his first full season in the NHL. So, maybe he just wasn't ready. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just saying he's got to prepare for that kind of uh, mindset of what he was able to do during the 2019-2020 season because I'm sure that's what Lindy and the Devils are going to ask out of him this season if he's going to be one of our top guys. So like I told you guys, I believe he has a lot of upside. I'm excited to see what he could potentially do for our blue line. And like I told you guys, this is sort of like a starter deal. This isn't the only move that we're going to make and it sure as hell is not going to be the biggest move that we're ever going to make. But at the same time, this is what gets the ball rolling. So obviously now that we traded for Ryan Graves, a very solid player with a lot of upside, and overall it seems like he falls under the radar of a lot of people. You know, now uh, this is going to help our money situation because now we can leave P.K. Subban unprotected in the expansion draft and if the Seattle Kraken take him, then we're going to have to spend even more money. So I'm just saying, like, you know, we've done half of our job, now we just got to rely on possibly the Seattle Kraken uh, finishing the job for us, like I've been saying all season, essentially. So, you know, when we're looking at it from uh, just this perspective is it the biggest move that we're ever going to make no i reiterate it's not going to be one of the biggest moves that we're ever going to make and it's certainly not going to be the only move that we're ever going to make so when i'm hearing people being so cynical on social media i'm just saying pump the brakes 
hold up. You know, you got to start somewhere. You can't just go out and get a big name player and just all of a sudden, you know, it, you're, you're, you're uh, at Cinderella's Palace at Disney World and all your dreams come true. That's not how it works. You got to take your time. And, you know, you got to make those starter moves so that way you can prepare for those bigger moves. So, like I told you guys at the beginning of the episode, that Chicago Blackhawks deal between uh, Duncan Keith and the Edmonton Oilers, it's like, yes, they trade Keith out west and now they can prepare to possibly get Seth Jones onto the roster. I'm hearing that since the Devils, uh, you know, got uh, Ryan Graves onto our roster. If P.K. Subban is picked up by the Seattle Kraken, obviously there's more logistics that's going to have to go into this, but now we could potentially get someone like Dougie Hamilton onto our team. So wouldn't you like to see Dougie Hamilton, one of the finalists for the Norris Trophy uh, this past season, onto our roster? I know I would. So it's like we just got to take our time. We got to trust the process. We got to trust what Fitzgerald is doing. So overall, I'm really excited uh, for the Devils' uh, future this offseason. Obviously, once free agency rolls around, I'll be on vacation. So I'll be a little slow to get to the news. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like be patient. We're heading in the right direction. Uh, Getting Ryan Graves was actually a pretty good move. If you ask me, he's a player with a lot of upside like I said he's a left-handed defenseman and obviously guys you know we're, we're going to be stacked with left-handed defensemen especially uh if we draft a left-handed defenseman in this year's NHL draft so obviously you know when looking at our roster we currently have Smith, Siegenthaler, and Graves as our left-handed defensivemen and obviously it's getting very crowded in that regard so could this affect on who we draft in the entry level deal because if we were to draft someone like Luke Hughes we're, we're crowded with left-handed defensemen sometimes guys uh uh, and this, I'm going to say this for a future episode, but usually uh, you don't draft the best player that's available. You draft the best player that fits. So obviously, like I said, I'll, I'll repeat. Uh, we have Smith, Siegenthaler, and Graves on the left-hand side of our defense. So, you know, if we draft a left-handed defenseman, would that really make much sense? Especially since uh, Smith, Siegenthaler, and Graves are all relatively young. So this could be a warning sign that the New Jersey Devils might not draft a left-handed defenseman in this year's NHL draft. So obviously, you know, Edmondson or Power. Obviously, Power might go number one or number two, but we'll see what the case might be. And then, obviously, we got Jack Hughes' little brother, Luke. And now, you know, um, maybe we'll draft someone like Brant Clark, who's a right-handed defenseman. But whatever the case might be, to even it out, because it's like now we sort of have, like, Butcher and Severson as our right-handed defensemen. And it's just like, um, you know, I, I don't know. It seems like Butcher might already have his foot outside the door, but we'll see what the case might be. And then, you know, when we're looking at someone like uh, P.K. Subban, he also uh, shoots uh, from his right side, and he could be out the door soon as well. So it's just like, uh, could it be possible that we just draft a right-handed defenseman to even out our, you know, left-handed defensive pairing? But, you know, we'll see what happens. But like I told you guys, I'll repeat, Severson, uh, Butcher, and Subban. And it seems like Butcher and Subban uh, might be out the door and might not be at the Prudential Center this upcoming season for the New Jersey Devils. So it could be possible that we might have to select a right-handed defenseman to even out our uh, young, uh, improving defensive side of things on the right side of it. So if that makes any sense. But, you know, that's basically what I'm just saying, which is, you know, usually you don't draft the best player that's available. You don't draft your favorite. You usually draft the person that is the best fit. So that's just all I'm saying. And that's all I'm saying that you should prepare for. And obviously, Severson is Severson. So, you know, I'm pretty sure he'll be one of our captains next year, but we'll see what happens. But let me know what you guys think about the Ryan uh, Graves trade on Twitter. Let me know uh, if you guys like it, if you don't like it, if you do like it, why, if you don't like it, why. But that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening and go Devils.